0: And we are live. As salamu alaykum boys. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Sa- Yo, so uh before we get started, man, what name would you like us to call you? Because when you go on Instagram, bro, you got three names in the bio.
1: <laughs> I get this question a lot. Um, call me whatever, you know. Rakim is my Islamic name, and that's like the name that I prefer. But if you don't want to call me like Shun or William, I don't know.
0: Alhamdulillah, bro. We'll go with Rakim then. Rakim, bro, quick fire question right off the bat. If you walked into a room and you saw myself, Rami, and Anho, who would look the most Muslim to you? Khalil, Khalil. Khalil? Rami, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: All
0: right, good. So before we go on, for a lot of viewers that don't know who you are, even though you're mashallah man, you're getting TikTok famous nowadays, how fight. would you, you know, give a quick life story to a lot of the viewers that don't know who you are?
1: So um, my name is rakim uh, I reverted on the 8th of March at 4.32pm this year. Yeah, man, I just been, you know, at home there's been some struggles with, you know, my whole reversion process, but overall, alhamdulillah, man, being a Muslim was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: As in... Okay, I don't know how else to say it. You know, like, barakah, like, you just... I don't know how Ace to say it, but without saying luck, but I don't want to say luck, but mm. things have just been going my way. Like before I was a Muslim, I'm going to be honest, like nothing would go my way. Mm. You know what I mean, even to the smallest things of like, are oh, a topic coming up on a test. But ever since I was Muslim, like, I've just been blessed. It's like, you know, everything's been blessings upon blessings in my life. You know, oh, even, even the TikTok, you know, Alhamdulillah, even the TikTok that's like be one of the biggest blessings like my life has changed so much it.
0: bro tell me tell me a little bit about that because when you go to tiktok alhamdulillah, you have almost a million followers now mm-hmm. and it's i'm assuming it's been just about 90. a year right so yeah, how yeah, did yeah. this whole tiktok thing start
1: so it was kind of just like my friend was like yo Rakim, post on tiktok and obviously this is when i reverted but I was, still, I was still feeling a bit sad. I don't want to mm. say depressed because I wasn't diagnosed with depression, but, mm. you know, and I know for a fact and now that was Allah testing me. 100% that was Allah testing me. Um, I was feeling very sad to the point of, like, I was going to do something disgusting. And, you know, but I kept on praying. Even, like, I kept on praying. I kept on staying on my deen. And, you know, throughout this whole period of me being depressed, I was thinking to myself, I was like, was the reversion even, like, did it even matter? Like, does Allah even exist? But I was like, screw this, I'm still going to pray. I'm still going to be a Muslim because I am a Muslim. But as a Muslim, I need to pray. As a Muslim, I need to stay on the deen. Mm-hmm. So being, so, you know, it's, I plan out this whole crazy thing of not existing anymore, if you know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I plan this whole thing of how I'm going to do it. And then, to Allah. My friend messages me, yo, Rakim, just post a TikTok. By the way, she knows I'm down in the dumps now. She knows I'm just out of it. Mm. I post a TikTok. I'm like, screw this. Like, this is, it's just useless. I delete, I delete that. app. Then my friend messages me, yo, 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 check the TikTok, check the TikTok. I check it. It's got like 10K views. Mm. So from then on, oh my days, it's just been a blessing, man. It's just been a blessing. Alhamdulillah. Allah, like, bless me with this. Already, you know what I mean?
0: Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Do you think the TikTok... I know, obviously, a lot of people benefit from your TikToks as influencers, as creators. We try to post up beneficial content that people can re- yeah. relate to. But have you personally benefited yourself from making content?
1: Yeah, 100%. Because, you know, even down to the smallest things of people DMing me advice... Oh, by the way, do you understand what I'm saying?
2: Like, yeah.
1: Like... Even down to the things where it's like people, de- like, every day I get people giving me, oh, did you know it's sunnah to drink water three times? Do you know what I mean? Mm. For the littlest things and people tagging me in like Islamic videos, like watch this thing, you'll get massive rewards. It's just a blessing, man. Ah, oh, you know, being a Muslim is a blessing, man. But yeah, man, Alhamdulillah,
0: I you Alhamdulillah. 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 Another question, bro, that I had in mind before I passed the torch to Rami is when you mentioned that after reverting uh, almost a year ago, maybe 11 or so months ago, that, you know, it's been a little bit of a bumpy ride with family and all that. Yeah, um, yeah. Anything, you know, you don't have to talk about anything. You're not, you know, comfortable sharing with mm-hmm. like personal stuff. But where's the relationship now? Did you fully tell them? Are they on board? Are they not on board? What's going on?
1: You know, what this is the funniest thing. I feel like cause I obviously I had to go back for Christmas because my uni holiday, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And my family celebrates Christmas. I feel like if you want me to like go more in depth in it, I will, but I feel like my parents are low-key accepting it now. Mm-hmm. Cause there's no way I feel like either Allah is backing me, like cause I don't know how they haven't found out about my TikTok or my Instagram. Like I post openly about Islam. And I'm posting about, you know, and my cousins follow me and everything on my Instagram. And my parents somehow don't know. But obviously, they've been. Shall I just go in
0: depth in it? Yeah, yeah. Before you go on in depth, I just want to make a quick yeah. PSA. If anyone's wondering, including yourself, where Anil is, he's he's currently in Thailand, so he he moved uh, into a new place, and because of that, oh, his man. internet's a little spotty. Oh, sh- so man. he's gonna okay. sit this one out. Um, but he wishes he was here. But inshallah, man, go in.
1: So, um, wish I carry on.
0: Yeah, yeah go for it.
1: So, wait, where was
0: oh, that? Rami, bro, oh yeah, Raman. okay, there.
1: So. I was, um, I went home for Christmas and then my sister. So basically, a week before I go home for Christmas, my sister's calling me saying, Yo, mom's cleaned your, like deep cleaned your whole room. And obviously, I'm hiding Islamic books in the corners of my room. You know what I'm talking about? Like at the back of shelves, like under my desk. And I'm thinking, She's definitely seen, she's definitely seen all of yeah. it. So I'm panicking. I'm like, Cool, cool, cool. Like, literally, me and my friend, we write a whole script of what I'm going to say. I'm going to be like, nah, nah, it was my friends. I had to look after it. That wasn't going to work, by the way. So I call my mum. I'm like, yo, mum, you good? She's just normal. She's like, yeah, 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 I'm calm, I'm calm. How is, how is uni and stuff? How's uni and stuff? So I feel like they're low-key, low-key opening up to it. I'm not sure about my dad because my dad, you know, I love my dad with all my heart, but he's a bit, you know, I don't blame him for it, but he's a bit, he's Like, extremely Islamophobic, but I don't blame mm. him for it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I feel like they're opening up to it, man. Alhamdulillah,
0: man. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. So you never formally had like that sit down. You're like, pops, nah, moms, nah, listen, man. listen, this is what it is. This is this is how it's nah. got to be done. You can love me, you gonna, hate me, but it's not going to change. You didn't have that yet.
1: No, nah, the thing is, I can't lie to you. It's been quite bad because I've been pushing it off. I keep saying, I'm like, I'm going to do it. Cool, I'm going to do it next week and next week. And when the time comes, my balls are busted. I can't do it. I just get too nervous.
0: Bro, I'm not going to lie. Like most people have this like, fantasy that it's going to be a perfect sit down conversation but it rarely ever is oh. it's bits and pieces oh. of revealing that you're muslim it could be intentional yeah. or it could be unintentional like her cleaning your room and eventually yeah, yeah. Bro, most people i know it just gets to a point where when you do tell them it's kind of like they already knew you know mm.
1: it's the type of thing as well like, I'm, obviously i'm not going to expose his name but mashallah bro in my uni my brother i was about to say his name but this i had a revert brother reverted what about two weeks ago he comes up to me, the saddest I've ever seen, and he's like, Yo, salam bro, I'm in this exact same situation you are with my parents. My parents aren't accepting it. And I've got another friend as well, a girl. She reverted as well. And her parents, the exact same reaction. They don't accept it. They don't want her to be Muslim and stuff. But to be fair, I don't blame the parents for thinking like that just because of, you know, how the Western media portrays. Yeah. Muslim. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's almost like bro you could say anything yo I started the keto diet yo I'm going to uni <laughs> yo I want to start a business as soon as it's like yeah. hey mom I'm Muslim what? you could yeah, do literally. anything else with your life but you want to be Muslim?
1: so lot. Like the craziest thing is, is the craziest thing is it's like obviously I don't blame my parents for this but mm. like my parents I remember my parents are asking me yo yo are you going clubbing? are you going clubbing? so they'd rather I feel like they'd rather me be in a club than be in a mosque you get <sighs> Yeah, man, it's crazy. But Alhamdulillah, yeah.
0: man. Alhamdulillah. May Allah make it easy for you and may Allah sure get it quick that you know it, they yeah. understand and they're on board with the struggle, bro. Because you know, once you it's almost like, you know, I don't wanna, you know, claim I know your life better than you do, but for more reverts than I haven't told they're stuck between living this double life, bro. Where it's yeah, like yeah, yeah way but then they gotta act another way you know and i feel mm. like telling them and being congruent with them is the perfect thing that y'all could do to just kind mm. of be you know, congruent and transparent and authentic it's no longer gonna have to be this journey but until you get there inshallah may allah give you you know patience and Insha ease allah in your journey allah. i mean bro Insha in your mind yo am i lucky, by the uh, i no, think fine
1: might
3: be, yeah fine i think you might be a little a little laggy
0: you think so okay no worries
3: all right bismillah And by the way, did you call my name? Because if you did, you might have been lagging when you said that. So I didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) All right, anyways, I'm going to take over, mashallah. Habib, may Allah bless you, Amasli, man. It's honestly it's an honor and a blessing being here with you, brother. Uh, Such a positive and kind soul, mashallah. (laughs) SubhanAllah. You know, the first thing that came to my mind when you're telling your stories is an ayah in the Quran where Allah says, if only the people, like the nations that He sent messengers to, if only they had accepted Islam, Allah would have opened up the heavens and the earth with blessings for them. But they rejected Yeah, they rejected and then basically you were punished for that. Uh, and that was my first thought, subhanAllah. And then my second mm-hmm. thought was where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, do you think you're going to be left alone saying that, you know, we believe, mm-hmm. we believe you won't be tested. Um, and you know, the most amazing part of it is both parts are tests. The blessing is a test and the lack thereof is a test. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in Surah Al-Fajr, he says, when he tests his servant and gives them risk, they say Allah has honored me. But when he yeah. tests his servant and restricts it, they say Allah has um, humiliated me. And it's a beautiful, yeah. Wait, what do you
1: mean by like the restricts? No, so it's cut you off. Would you mean by like the restricting thing?
3: Yeah, so when Allah gives you risk, he's giving you right. When he yeah. restricts your risk, he's taking it away. He's restricting. Oh, okay. Yeah, your sustenance. Yo, and you're, the, you're,
0: is my connection better now?
3: Yeah, it's much better, mashallah. Alhamdulillah,
0: bro, just call me out when it's, uh, it starts lagging, inshallah. We carry right. on, bro.
3: Yeah. Okay. So, honestly, bro, subhanAllah, a lot of the time when you hear reverts, and you know what, even Muslims who live in more traditional cultural homes than Islamic homes, even if they are Muslim by name, you find a lot of the same stuff. And mm-hmm. what you said about your parents would rather see you in a club than see you in a masjid, the, honestly, bro, uh, there's a lot of like born Muslims in the Muslim families where they'd rather see them with a girlfriend. Than have them try and get married literally and mm-hmm. it's like it, it bro it, it is tough out here in general but i do agree that the sooner you kind of rip that band-aid off and you have that discussion with them uh the sooner they will be open to accepting and the reason i say that is because let's say you wait five years to tell them they're yeah. gonna have to go through a process of understanding learning and, and that stuff either you start it now and they Mm. are cool in three months from now or you tell them five five years from now and then in five years and three months they're cool with it you know what i mean yeah 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 i get that yeah yeah but i think the most impactful thing my friend is gonna be the, your character, and how they see your character has changed. If they see you're more upbeat,
1: yeah, hundred like percent. Yeah.
3: Allah, you're taking care of them. You're making your mom tea. You're, clean, mm, you're cleaning, mm. up for her, and you know, uh doing errands and tasks for your dad and stuff. And then ask you why mm. you're doing this. And you sit them down. You have that talk, and be like, "Listen, I'm a Muslim. We're supposed to honor our parents." And no. how's your dad gonna be like? No, nah, you're a terrorist, fam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Loki, Loki, I've been doing that because. You know, my, me and my parents, I love my parents to death. I love them to death. We haven't had the best relationship of recent years. But it's the type of thing where as soon as I turned Muslim, right, bro, I remember my friend told me, like, Jannah is under your mother's feet. Like, that's how important your mum is in Islam. And I was like, from then, I've just patterned up. I like, my mum, like, oh I love my mum so much. And I started treating her way But I started, you know, doing chores around the house, started, you know doing things that will make her smile. So hopefully, when I actually tell her properly, I'm going to be like, yeah, the reason I've been doing this is because Allah told me to do this. Inshallah,
3: Inshallah, Ya Rabbi. And Habibi, you can always reach out to me, Inshallah, if you need any advice or anything Inshallah. on it, Habibi.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that a lot, man.
3: Habibi. Of course, my brother, of course. All right, so now, we talked a lot about family and kind of the, the dynamics around that, and perhaps the struggle around that. But I want to maybe... Flick the switch a little bit. You talked about some of the hardships. I do want to hear more about the hardships of being a reaver. You sound like yeah, you're from yeah. the UK. Is, is that right? You're from the UK? Did I get sir? Are you from the UK? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, mashallah. I know that it could be rough out there. And that's why the, the brotherhood down there is so strong because the, the kind of The fire against Islam is, burns a lot more there, unfortunately. So, you know the, yeah, go on.
1: Oh, so so it's cutting you off again. Yeah. But you know, the, the brotherhood or oh, the brotherhood in Islam, I was not expecting that at all. Like, I'm talking about when, you know, when I meet someone and then we're talking for 30 minutes, the conversation is cool. And then somehow Islam gets brought up. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a Muslim. The the way their face glows. Oh, my. It's like I'm looking at the sun. It's crazy. They give me a hug. It's everything, man. It's the best thing.
3: (laughs) MashaAllah. MashaAllah. May Allah elevate you immensely, bro. Uh, that's a beautiful thing, wallah bro. It's, it's like it makes me very, very happy to hear that. And I, I see myself in those brother's shoes any day of the week. That when a brother, especially when a, you don't expect a brother to be Muslim and they say they are, it's like it, it does kind of make your day.
2: Mm, yeah.
3: So that's you know something that's very beautiful about reverting and, and kind of getting that brotherhood. But I want to hear more about some of the hardships and some
1: of the blessings that you've had as a Muslim. There's, you know, there's been way more blessings than hardships. 100 percent way, way, way more blessings. Some of their blessings are just every like like going back to the brotherhood thing, the brotherhood thing is such a good thing. Like at all cause I come from Croydon and that's like a very densely Muslim populated area. There's hella like Bengalis, Somalians, there's there's like, you know, all these like there's so many Muslims. And I was kind of entered into this brotherhood when I was, obviously I reverted, and obviously a lot of people at the Masjid, and I started turning to Jumma, so much love, so much love. Like, the love I've turned from being, since I reverted, the love I've felt, I've, I've never felt this in my entire life. Like, it's actually crazy. As in, people calling me, yo, Rakeem, let's leave the house. Do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, that, was, that was a rubbish example, but people will be calling me saying, yo, 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 how are you? People always checking up on me. Do you know what I mean? And like, I, before I never, ever had that. Before I never had people like doing stuff like that. The hardships are, you know, obviously the parent thing. And that's it, really. Just the parent thing. But the blessings are like the TikTok, even the TikTok. I, I consider that a blessing because, you know, Allah granted me with this massive platform that I can you know speak to and I can educate and I can help and they can also help me. Do you know what I mean? But yeah man, it's been a blessing. It's been way more of a blessing than, you know, a curse. Well I don't know I'd be a curse, for <laughs>
3: Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah. Sorry fine bro I, I, I kinda of took the mantle for a little bit there. Yeah.
0: No bro listen, how's you know?
3: It's good. It's prime much. Yeah, it's work. good.
0: Alhamdulillah, bro. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, you're. I don't know what it is, man. Like when all devices are connected to the internet, bro, it just it just gets crappy, bro. But regardless, man, you DM'd us that you wanted to talk about some real stuff. You know, some stuff mm-hmm. that you know you don't hear every now and then, bro. It's not stuff necessarily just about you know reverting and all this. It's like some deeper stuff, bro. So, do you have any questions for us before we you know go on to that?
1: How is it? Yeah. How is it been? You know, mashallah, you have a like a massive following. How's it been having that, like, as Muslims that, that live in New York as well?
0: Ah, uh, bro. So, you are right, time zone. But me and Rami are based in Toronto, right, which is in Canada. and right. But it's all good, bro. It's all good. And Angel is from right now. He used to be in Florida, too, which is along the New York time zone. um, mm. But now he's in Thailand. But anyway, are you asking, like, how our experience has been? With yeah. our our influence and and all of this in YouTube,
1: yeah, and Postal. can I also ask you about like hate? Yeah. Like, do you get any hate? By
0: the way, oh, bro, listen. So, Rami, please, Rami, I'm literally <laughs> you, bro, remind me if I forget to bring you know answer the second question, right? but the hate yeah. and all, yeah, these, all is mine. it's mad. But to, to answer your first question, bro, when it comes to how we've handled it. I was literally talking to Rami about this two days ago. The way we handle stuff, the way we navigate, the way we course correct, the way we do anything, Alhamdulillah is like a million times better now since we started. Because when we started, we didn't know what we were doing, right? Now it's almost like we have to like proactively avoid issues that come up before they even come up. And when they Mm -hmm. do, we have to handle it the way we do. But in in terms of the Baraka, bro, it's kind of like what you said, bro. We did our best to put our right foot forward and do everything for the sake of Allah, and not have any ulterior dunya gains and motives, right? And because Mm -hmm. of that, Allah has been over-delivering. SubhanAllah, we've been doing this on YouTube for just a year, right? If you see some of our older videos, all three of us are using our iPhones. (laughs) Literally no mics, (laughs) no headphones, nothing. Literally like normal, you know, no intro, no animation, no nothing. And Alhamdulillah in a year, bro, we're at 40k subs. This is unheard of. This is literally just ahead. because we're doing everything, you know, for the sake of Allah. One thing that Anhel mentioned in a stream or two ago that I really agree with—it's valid. It's we were working on, you know, how do we, you know, bless up the algorithm? How do we make insane thumbnails? How do we do this? And it was kind of helping, bro. But the second that me and Anhel really took seriously, uh, the Islamic education in terms of, like, Mm. learning the deen. Because Rami's been on the Alhamdulillah for a long time compared to us. As soon as, you know, we, all three of us basically got on that times 10, everything just took off with YouTube. A lot of people can attribute it to, you know, thumbnails or tags or optimization or click, whatever. But it's like nothing clicked until that clicked for us. That's the first thing. So my advice to anyone is if you take a step in the, you know, path of Allah, just watch how Allah over delivers, and Allah doesn't even have to over deliver. Bro. Allah doesn't owe us anything, but the fact that Allah does and gives us that kind of feedback, that you know, reinforcement that we're on the right path, it is good to have that. You know, so that's one. And number two, in terms of the hate, Rami, bro, just just tell me about the trolls. It's ridiculous. It's
3: fun, bro. We get we get hate from a lot of people, whether it comes from people who claim to be Muslim, people who claim to be Muslim but clearly or not, people mm-hmm. who are you know part of certain communities um i've been called everything i've been called homophobic i've been called homosexual i've been called all these different things just for you know my beliefs and i know fired has gotten his you know share of buddy, buddy i
0: get the homo homophobic how how were you called homosexual bro
3: i don't know they, they, have this, <laughs> they have this narrative that they have this narrative that the people that like like dislike i don't dislike them but the people that dislike them the most are like low-key closeted and,
2: mm-hmm. I've
1: heard that so many times I, yeah. everyone tells me that yeah
0: yeah yeah. yeah yeah we don't we bro we don't hate them but it's just like because our ideology doesn't align yeah. with their ideology they feel it's kind of like feminists bro feminists think we hate them bro we don't hate feminists we don't, like i don't yeah, wake yeah. up every day and i'm just like how do i just make their lives miserable bro That's i don't lovely. i pity them honestly but it's like if only they knew that what they're on is not the straight path you know what i mean it's more yeah, like just yeah 100%. Pity. yeah
3: yeah 100 yeah, we we get a lot of those comments from from people whether they're straight up hateful like i bro i had um People, someone literally commenting on my recent post. I was just a thumbnail, literally shouting out one one live stream we're doing, and someone commented saying I'm a, um, how do I say it, abuse apologist and like rape apologist. Okay. Yeah, like, and I've never, been, bro, like in my life, I've literally. never been like Listen, that. It's like save lies.
0: There's Rakim bro. I'm gonna tell you one thing, and uh, Rami, bro, you lagged out, so I hope you were done because I don't wanna cut you off. But we have a brother, right? He has a YouTube channel too. His name is Gabriel Al-Romani. If you've been watching this mm-hmm. long enough, you know brother Gabriel. Mashallah he's doing his wonderful thing. The best advice that he's ever given us, right? I tell everyone this. This is literally the best advice. If you are on the hook and you are doing everything you can to like speak truth in a world full of falsehood. And obviously, you know, I'm not saying just be narcissistic and post whatever you want. If you need yeah, nasty, yeah. go to scholars, you know, go to Shuyuk. Should I pose it? Should I not? Obviously, that's, you know, but once you do that literally stop obsessing or caring about dms and requests and all these comments because people will always have something to say about everything Mm -hmm. he told me that the day he stopped giving a damn about that is the day that he his mental peace of mind and his his stability just just went tenfold Mm-hmm. so thank you we for used that to advice be, yeah. yeah we would literally like try to like post like proper stuff and then someone would have a problem with that we would fix that and then someone would have a problem with that so we got to a point where we're like no matter what we do we could literally be perfect bro the prophet was literally flipping medina upside down when he got revelation everyone was going against him at the time so and that's not going to change bro what do you think is going to happen today and what's weird is it's the muslims that are giving us fitna bro it's not really the non-Muslims per se, because the non-Muslims, we don't care, bro. But yeah, you're showing yeah, up literally. in a hijab, you're showing up in a thawb, you're, you're showing up as a brother or sister, and you're coming out sideways, bro, you know, for no reason, you know, and yeah, people really bro. lost their touch, bro.
3: Yeah, 100%. They, they, they will literally pull up, like, what's your aqidah, what's your madhab, what do you follow? Uh, and they'll literally come be like, you're not scholars, like, you shouldn't be on the internet. Yeah, literally. Yeah, and it's like, Akhi, Habibi, you saying that shows you clearly, you don't even know the basics of that. That Prophet <laughs> said, "If you teach for me, even if it's just one ayah. So if all I knew was one ayah, that's enough for me to be online preaching that one ayah every single day of my life." Subhanallah. Mm. <laughs> so honestly, bro, you're you're gonna get hate comments. You're you're gonna get the people that are like, "Bro, look at this. You know, Asian guy. He's yeah, Muslim, yeah. And you know who are you? You're fake. You're doing it for clout. All this stuff, bro. They don't know. A lot
1: comment. of people have said that. I can't lie.
3: Yeah, yeah. It Always goes back to, to bigotry, to racism, to idiocy. To they're honestly, bro, they're just morons. And once you start seeing them in <laughs> that like, like they don't know you, right? They don't know you, mm-hmm. they can't possibly know you, and they're claiming these things about you. There's nothing backing that except of some kind of arrogance or ignorance mm-hmm. or intolerance. And all those things can, bro, they can go to the hellfire. We don't care for them. As soon as you, you'll you know when a brother is sincere, when they're giving you advice and trying to be nice, and that's when you can differentiate, go be as sincere as possible as a brother. And and you'll you will see who's who's sincere and who's insincere, bro. Just That's just up.
0: take taken. You're gonna go on this app, Rakim, called TikTok. Right? It's a, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. flipping vertical app. It's not even like proper like you know HD yeah. res or anything. Just a little vertical thing. you know, just selfie mode. You're just saying whatever you want to say, and someone halfway across the world is gonna be so triggered by what you're saying that they're literally gonna make fake accounts they're literally gonna like make fake accounts and and, and write you know Rakim whatever trying to you know yeah, act like yeah. you posting dumb stuff viruses like bro people need to get a life man honestly you know all the hate
1: comments all the, all the accounts have like 5 followers and they're mm. just following like 400 people these are bored. they're just making fake accounts <sighs>
2: Yeah, people oh, have a lot man. of audacity when you can't yeah. see
3: their face when you don't know their name, bro. They have so much audacity. It's like the like Call of Duty lobbies, bro. They have so much audacity.
1: Literally, literally, I was just about to say that, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, yeah, I know going back to what you said, a lot of the hate is from other Muslims. A lot of the hate I get is from other Muslims. Like when mm. I tell when I tell you know when I tell um a non-Muslim I'm Muslim or like I'm doing something. They're like cool, cool, cool. Whatever it's your journey, but mm. then when I'm telling them Muslim. but to be fair, I don't blame them because as Muslims, we should be helping each other. But there's a certain yeah. way to do it. There's a way to do it. That's not like exactly. attacking because most of the time they're just attacking. You. Most of the time they're attacking. You, you know what I mean? One
3: hundred percent. And uh, it is, bro. Honestly, you know, if honestly, I would take every situation where you feel hurt by what someone says as a learning opportunity because bro there was one time i was getting dragged through the damn ringer on tiktok like like, i don't know if you saw it if you didn't alhamdulillah if you did it is what it is people were dragging me through the ringer that stuff i mentioned before about the apologist thing people were dragging my name my face everything and like ripping me bro. i had i had literally sisters who wanted at one point they like literally said they want to marry me Uh, they these same same sisters making do that i never get married and never have a daughter and all these different things were hating me. Wow. Bro, like, like, oh, the worst part, when it passed by, they came back. They came
1: back. As if nothing <laughs> happened. Holy
3: like nothing. Wallah. One sister like, oh, I'm always here. I'm always first. I'm like, you were literally just in my comments making go, I against me. Get really? out of my life. Get out of here. Damn but that's man. how bro, I, I, I love you. You're going
0: to you hear it all, bro. I literally heard, like, I curse your future kids, your wives. I hope you never have kids. I hope if you have kids, they turn against you. I heard, you know, what you say on YouTube makes me want to take my own life. And I'm just like, bro, what? Yeah. Is it is
1: it haram is that haram to say that like in, like if you curse someone like oh i will, inshallah something bad happens to
0: you? is well, that haram I I don't know about that because I'm not to answer that. But what I do know, Islamic etiquette is to always assume good of your Muslim brother and sister. To never come sideways. Backbiting is one thing, right? Backbiting is basically talking about someone else behind their back, even if it's true. Mm,
2: mm, S- you yeah.
0: know, slandering, which is which is falsehood. You know, assuming things wrongly and just you know misrepresenting them. That's even worse than backbiting in Islam, and that's what yeah. people are doing, bro. Literally.
3: Yeah, 100%. So I asked my sheikh about this. Because, you know, when I have people making du'a against me in my comments, I have to ask, like, so, you know, is Allah going to accept this du'a? Like, what, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> bro, it's, it's a worrisome thing, bro. Uh, so my sheikh, alhamdulillah, my teacher, he said that Allah, he doesn't accept any wrong du'a. He doesn't accept anything that is bad, anything that is wrong. Allah knows best. Allah knows best. Yeah, yeah alhamdulillah. So at the end of the day, you know, if they're making du'a against you, don't. the only time Allah will, will accept, as far as I know, the only time Allah will accept the du'a like that, is if one is already predestined, it's gonna to happen to you anyways, mm-hmm. or two, uh, you are oppressing the person because Allah wa will accept dua against an oppressor, against someone who's you know causing corruption. But if you're a good servant of mm-hmm. Allah uh, and like let's say because either you're wrong in what you did to them or they're wrong in making the dua against you. Right? If you're if you're chill and they did the wrong then Allah ta'ala would not accept that dua against you. So yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I think
1: you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff, bro. Should we just like all make dua against like Donald Trump or something? Part sure, me? it. the comes through. Should we just all make dua against, like Donald Trump or
2: something?
1: <laughs> so it's, it like
3: yeah, you know what, bro? It's not, They're oppressors. These leaders, they know what they're doing. Um, you can make dua against them. I would advise, you know, as the Prophet ﷺ, you, you heard the story when he was like, at a Ta'if and the people were throwing stones. And, like, oh, the, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He sat, I think, by a tree or something, and the angel, Jibreel alayhi salam, came to him and he said, I can take this mountain, I t- can take this mountain, and I can smash the people in between them. And Prophet me said, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, I have high hopes that their children will accept Islam. So, like, leave them be. He just got stoned, like, like, had stuff thrown at him, spit. He was bleeding. He was attacked by, like, like all these people, women, men, women, children, slaves, like, all these people. And he was still being merciful, saying, I have hopes that their children will accept Islam, inshallah. And th- Insha'Allah. then their children did afterwards, subhanAllah. I like,
1: so we should make that first but yeah can i ask you a question yeah mm. what's your lot's like biggest dream as a muslim
0: biggest dream
1: as a muslim what do if you, you even have one like like my biggest dream is to become a hafiz just mm. because i heard that you know if you become a hafiz you can bring 10 people into jannah and astaghfirullah um if my parents they don't accept Islam, mom i can bring them into jannah mm. you know what i mean that is such
0: a good answer and such good intention and may Allah you know allow you to fulfill that times a million bro but that kind of you know reminded me of my answer initially I thought I got no answer but now I know what you mean by that question my Muslim dream as, as corny as that sounds bro my Muslim dream is one day I want to get to a point where money doesn't matter right so in terms of like passive income and just you know you don't have to actively trade time for money and what I could do with my time is literally just travel the world, give back, pay it forward, build, you know, masjids, build wells, Insha'Allah, build charities, build schools, give yeah. people what they don't have. And that's all I do with my free time. Literally just have the passive income that I'm coming in, which enables the time and the barakah and the resources to just pay it forward. And that's that's literally the perfect life that I want to lead, bro.
2: That's
0: beautiful, man.
3: Insha'Allah. Man, honestly, I just want to get to Jannah. <laughs> I just want to get to jannah. <laughs> I want to bring as many people to the path as possible. I want to help as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day man, I want to get to jannah inshallah. That's my goal.
0: Looking at, bro, you know, bro, bro, that could be that's probably every muslim's goal. Man. Do you have anything a little more dunya oriented? At least something a little more measurable?
3: Honestly man, I I don't want to put a number on it because there's not there's never going to be a point where I've done enough. You know what I mean? So I just every opportunity I have, I want to help. Inshallah, and do my best until I die, and mm. have Allah accept yeah, it for yeah. me. Inshallah.
0: Okay, that's that's good. That's a great answer, bro.
1: Talking about Jannah, bro. All these signs, man, is scaring me, man. All mm.
2: these times. Like the just...
1: End of the times, man. Is it? Is it? Is it bad to talk about? I, I remember one of my, some guy told me it's really bad to talk about. the day of judgment.
0: What? no bro, bro this, is, a, th- this, this is this is oh, literally yeah. our point bro there's so much bid'ah or innovation that people literally just make up rules left and right
3: <laughs> the the point of the prophets coming alayhi <laughs> salam, was to remind <laughs> people to worship allah and warn them about the day of judgment that's literally uh, every single prophet that came they the people about the day of judgment and to tell them to prepare for it so why are we going to mm-hmm. sit here and pretend hell doesn't exist and you know there's no afterlife and that's the most I want to
0: quickly say before Rami goes on that we don't have any malice towards the brother that told you that. May Allah bless him, bro. We. I'm still going to come at it assuming that he meant the best intention forward. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's a lot of culture associated. Like subhanAllah, the Prophet never had any type of skirmish behavior talking about intimacy. He would talk to the youth, talk to the teens, you know, be very open about that. But in today's Asian or Arab or Desi culture, parents are extremely shy about that type of stuff until the yeah, kid's yeah. 25 and they're like, why don't you have a kid already? And the kid's like, I don't even know how. To, I don't even know how to, how to talk to a woman, bro. <laughs> and subhanAllah, that's, that's like one example, right? So the brother might just have heard it somewhere, but anyway, Rami, bro.
3: Yeah, that's, uh, mashallah. I think that that basically summarizes it, that there's a lot of people that, you know, kind of they talk from a secular Western perspective. So when, every time you hear something like that, like don't talk about this, don't talk about that. A lot of the time if it's a part of the deen, that's literally the, the point of the deen, that we talk about it, that we spread yeah, it, that yeah. we teach it, that we learn it. So um yeah, I'm glad that Brother Fai he said what he said, masha Allah, because you know we should assume the best. Maybe my my response was a little too bitter, but, uh, I Allah, <laughs>
1: but... <laughs> No, I can't like I I know why you responded like that, though. Sometimes I respond like that as well.
0: Yo, Rami, could you paraphrase this for Brother Rakim, bro? I don't exactly remember what Sheikh Utman said, but it was oh, so yeah. Funny. Bro, it's an iman booster, bro. Keep this. Yeah.
3: I like gasps, bro, when he said this. So, there's a verse in the Quran where Allah
2: good
3: no, he I mean, honestly, bro, it's a beautiful thing. And if it scares mm-hmm. us, it's, it's in a good way, right? Mm-hmm. So, there's a verse in the Quran, I think in Surah, I think it's either in Surah Mulk or mul- surah, surah Taha. But Allah says, he, he created death and life to see which of us is best in deeds, right? And He said that the scholars. They say that verse where Allah says He created death and He created life, um, to see which is best, who is best in deeds. It's kind of like, why does Allah subhanahu wa taala say death first when first we live and then we die? So we thought about it for a bit, and He said the scholars say that when Allah says He created death, He's actually talking about this life. When Allah said He created death, He's referring to this life, and when He says life, He's referring to the next life.
0: Because if you think about it... Our life hasn't
1: even started yet. Our
0: life hasn't even... If you really think about this dunya, the only thing that happens in the grand scheme is we die. Like, that's it, bro. Nobody makes our life, you know? And and that's really it. And the second thing is we're born. We really start the eternal life.
1: I don't know what to say, bro. SubhanAllah, that is crazy. Yeah. Because when you think
3: about
1: it, life is so... You're not even gonna, I'm, we're not even going to remember this life, if, inshallah, if we're in Jannah. We're not even going to remember this life.
3: Yeah, mm. yeah. We're not going to remember Like if, if we're, you know what, there's actually a hadith around that. And As far as I know, it mentions that a person will live the best of life. And I'm paraphrasing, but a person will live an amazing life in this world. And they'll be dipped into hellfire for like a second. And they'll come out saying, I've never seen anything good in my life. And the person that has had the worst life in this earth, they'll be dipped into Jannah for a second and they'll come out saying, I've never seen anything bad in my life just from a second in Jannah. So the ill, the bad, the, all that stuff, we won't remember that pain. But we'll be able to remember like, oh, Rakeem, remember that time we did that live stream and it reminded people of Allah? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that brought us here. Alhamdulillah.
1: <laughs> Inshallah, we can say that. Inshallah, we can
0: in say that. I mean, bro, but speaking of the signs of the end of times, man, before we go deeper into that, has there been anything that you particularly noticed about just living life, you know, day by day? Anything that reminds you that, bro, the end is really near?
1: No. I think about it a lot. I can't, like, I think about it, like, a lot. Like, in my really? head, I'm like, when I'm about to do something, I shouldn't. Like, mm-hmm. I'm in my head, I'm like, nah, I'm not trying to, like, I'm not obviously, like, if I'm doing it, well, we know, if, like, when the trumpet blows. I'm not trying to, you know, I just get hella scared. Mm-hmm. And it's the type of thing where I'm like, it, it kind of keeps me on track. Do you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. keeps me, it keeps me grounded. It's kind of a good thing, actually.
0: It is, bro. Just That's the thing. Like, a lot of people don't know this, but you can Google, obviously, assuming, you know, you look at authentic sources of like signs of the end of times, hadith, you know, or things that are going to happen, events before Young al And, bro, just looking at the things that are going to happen, like subhanallah you look at society you look at how men and women are today you look how systems are you look at the people that have power you look at the buildings around you bro every hadith that was narrating what's going to happen before the time is near it's literally around us and and nobody bro forget 1400 years ago an illiterate man that couldn't read or write prophesizing this forget that no one even 500 years ago could have made these claims
1: even when he was like there's going to be a voice talking in your pocket and he's talking about phones. He said there's going to be yeah. music playing inside of your ears. SubhanAllah, like, to be fair, I feel like if I was to, you know, give dawah to anyone in like in hopes of them reverting, I would just tell them this. Because there's no there's no way this is false. That's the thing, like, I feel like if people were taught this in schools, everyone would be Muslim. Everyone would be Muslim. Because there's no way this is false. There's no Mm -hmm. way this is fake. And talking about the tall buildings, people compete to build tall buildings. There's literally architecture like people, like there's actually architecture for people building bigger buildings Mm. in 2040. And there's there's blueprint there's blueprints for a bigger building than Burj Khalifa. And people in China Mm. made blueprints to outbuild, make a bigger taller than those blueprints
0: like that's he, here's the thing that's crazy. that's the thing the prophet some didn't say one day people are gonna build tall buildings the prophet some literally narrated that arabs are gonna compete in literally. building tall buildings which subhanallah there's no way around it bro i don't know how anyone can deny the evidence just looking at it bro yeah. And subhanallah i just want to address this sister Saleha talked about the and i know you wanted to talk about the too so yeah. inshallah guys stay tuned we're gonna go into that but rami what's up
3: I just wanted to say, just to add to the hadith in terms of context, the Prophet mm-hmm. said this in, in a desert. Imagine all of us, were standing like a wasteland or like a desert. And I'm like, you know what, Rakeem? There's going to come a time where people, these naked, you know, sheep herding people that we see, uh, some of them barely have enough to get by. And these people, are going to compete with other nations in building tall buildings. Bro, we are like in, in a desert. And I'm telling you that, like, what? Yeah, Isn't be crazy? Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's the thing. The the society, the environment, it's going to be perfectly cultivated to just welcome the coming of the Jal. And that's the thing. When I was new into Islam, right, I really didn't understand balancing, you know, reason with logic. When you're coming from, you know, being a non-Muslim or even if you're born Muslim, but you're coming from a jahiliya, right? We're, we're used to using logic, bro. Logic is a man-made construct that we use to solve problems that we created ourselves in the dunya. We can't limit Allah to logic. So it's like when you learn about Dajjal or Ya'ajuj and ma'juj. how does it logically make sense? It doesn't. Nuh alayhi salam, living hundreds of years, you know, Musa alayhi salam, splitting the sea, bro. How does it make logical sense? It doesn't, right? Yeah. And, and, and non-Muslims will use this against us, bro. SubhanAllah. But this is the exact case that I'm going to bring forward that why are we using logic to describe things about Allah and things that shouldn't even make sense with logic? Yeah.
1: I've low-key got a theory about the Dajjal. Is is I it? Go for it, bro. You see, with, like, all this development in technology, I feel like the Dajjal is going to use all of these things to, like, guide people away from the deen do you know what I'm talking about? Because mm. there's obviously preparations for the Dajel to come, right?
0: Yeah.
2: I feel
1: like one of the things is like he's going to be able to speak every language.
2: Mm.
1: In Japan, they've developed an earpiece that you put in your ear. You will talk and it will translate it in your ear. Yeah. Mm. And I feel like, you know, like, have you not, this is going to be weird. Like, have you not seen Spider-Man? But like the one with Jake Gallagher? Hmm. Well, like, he has like some, some metaverse tap. Yeah, immersive VR.
3: Mysterio, right?
1: Yeah, Mysterio, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So for the people, like, the, he, has, he has this thing where it's like, you're literally immersed in VR. Like say if like, there's, a, there's like a holographic cake in front of you, you're seeing it in real time, like it's real.
2: Mm.
1: And with the new emergence of, me- when I first heard about the metaverse, I was like, bro, the Dajjal is gonna use this metaverse because you're literally in a VR set moving around. I feel like they're gonna develop to a point where your consciousness is inside of this metaverse
0: 100 mm, bro like, you're not you're not far off with that theory bro.
1: literally and it's like it's like the baby of like you know, like the baby stages of a phone was like a brick phone you couldn't even you couldn't even like you couldn't do anything on it now on our phones we can write the entire quran and it won't crash that was the mm. baby like the baby stage of a phone was a brick phone the baby stage of vr is the headset I feel like as it develops, it's going to get immersive and the, the journey is going to be in there, you know, split a person in half, bring them back together. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, bro. Does, that makes make sense. That makes sense, bro. There's, listen, Elon Musk is already creating stuff like Neuralink, bro, which is they literally put electrodes in your brain and it's like, you're literally fully immersed. There's other VRs that you literally feel pain when you feel pain in the vr world and it's like there's 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 a dawa organization i'm not gonna you know call any names out but this dawa organization is huge they're on youtube they're they're very you know you know famous for bringing a lot of people on the screen at once um i'll leave you guys with that and alhamdulillah they're doing great work and they're they're having these vr events these vr dawa boots and all that i'm personally not giving a fatwa now right because i'm not a scholar i'm personally not Mm -hmm. saying anything bad about them But a lot of people send us their work and they're just like, why don't you guys come to their VR events? Why don't you guys come to their VR DAO events? You guys should be speakers here, bro. I will never, as long as I'm alive, I see no reason to get anywhere close to the VR and immerse myself into the metaverse, bro. There's far more danger that could happen than good. And we made an episode, bro. Shameless plug. It's about 50 minutes long. You know, type up the three Muslims metaverse see yeah, what we yeah. talked about that in that in that episode this is literally perfectly for the end times to come bro just like you're saying yeah, no, being I'm in the universe understand. it's like you're literally not even gonna realize what's happening in front of you bro
1: can I do you not know about Jack Parsons as well with their
0: technology yeah are you talking bro. about the, the man that uh, he created the space field to go into yeah into orbit, right Yeah, bro he oh, literally yeah. met, he mentioned Dajjal by name bro
1: Bilal, did. he wrote this in his die and he was an mm-hmm. open watch bro that is insane to me. And people still don't people still don't believe. It's insane to me.
0: That's yeah. the thing, like why why would this why would this man, I believe he's from Pasadena, California, why would a man from, from the states randomly, like long ago, decades ago, who's not Muslim by the way, but he was doing a lot of DMT, he was doing a lot of drugs that that open up your consciousness to next levels. You know, haram by the way, you know, I don't advise anyone to do it, stay away from that. Um alhamdulillah for Islam, but That's what he was doing. He's a non-Muslim guy. And he came into exist. He came into contact with these gin and these, you know, they call it DMT entities. We we have this series that we did with Mr. Middle Path. It's like the gin series, and we talk mm. about how a lot of people they they have DMT entities. Like when they do DMT, yeah, yeah, yeah. they come into they come into contact with these, you know, entities. Right? They're just gin, bro. And they're the same things that people when they say I've been abducted by aliens, right? All of these yeah. reports are aligned the way they describe it. It's all gin, bro. But anyway, my point is, when when Jack wow. Parsons did these things he was a space engineer right the man that made space travel possible for for rockets to just propel and and break out of the stratosphere right the man that made this possible when he did dmt he literally came across this this one being that gave him the formula to make that possible and when he asked that that being who are you he said i'm the gel and he wrote this and soon after he, he came out with this and the rocket fuel was successful and everything his whole house blew on fire, and he passed away. I don't think that's a coincidence, bro.
1: Bro, it's mid, it's like oh, bro, I'm half It's at like one a.m., bro. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's
3: crazy. Yeah, that, that's insane. Subhanallah. Um, and the the theory I, I've heard it before, but like the you know the jad would use uh, what's it called like technology and that stuff. And I I personally don't think it's that far off. I don't think it's that like, crazy to believe that, especially in the age that we're living in now. Uh, in the Prophet when he would describe things. He was describing it to his people. So he had to say it in a way that would make sense to them. So he couldn't say cell phone, satellite, mm, yeah, VR, yeah, yeah. headset, metaverse, uh, you know, like things like that. Uh, the only thing that kind of comes to my mind is the, the story of, of the island of the Dajjal. Do you guys know about that?
0: Yeah, I heard about that, bro. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Yeah, there's a hadith basically describing that some men who were sailing in the ocean, hmm. their ship kind of, they lost course and they ended up on this island. And they saw this beast, where it was—it was big, it was hairy, and they couldn't tell its front from its back. And it spoke, and then it brought them to this place where there was a man locked up, like physically there locked up. And these are multiple men who were sailing that found this in real life. Um, and he was—don't worry, but nothing. No, him my guy's him. looking behind. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> don't worry, he's—he's he's locked on an island, inshallah. But basically. <laughs> Uh, he, he basically said, I'm Dajjal. And he gave some prophecies as well, I think. Uh, he said that I won't come out until this happens and that happens. And there's a video on it if you guys want to go watch it called The Island of Dajjal. Uh, and then the, these men, they went to the Prophet afterwards and they told him about it. And he basically informed them that was Dajjal and, and all of that stuff. So the only problem I see with the technology stuff and him not actually having powers is how would a story like that be true if it, if it didn't happen in real life? And that, this is the thing. At the end of the day, the Prophet he gave us enough to recognize it not enough to decipher it's exactly how it's going to be and exactly how, how it's going to happen. All we need to know at the end of the day is when we see him, we'll know it's him. It'll be clear. He'll have kafir. He'll be hunched over. He'll have one eye that's like a floating grape. And it'll be so clear. We're going to be probably standing there in shock, like all the hadith running through our head, like, you know, kafir yeah, on the forehead, grape eye, hunched over. And the, mm-hmm. we're probably going to be shocked. But at the end of the day, we'll know it's him.
0: Have you bro. not seen that? Oh, sorry, yeah, you're not. going, bro.
1: Have you not seen that? There was this guy in Spain. I think. I don't know if it was Photoshopped or not, but a star for a lot. You know, he got carefair tattooed on his forehead.
0: Wait, say that one more time.
1: So there was this guy in Spain. I don't know if it was a fraud or a hoax, but he got carefair tattooed on his forehead.
0: No, mm, no, nah, nah, I think it Whoa. is, bro. Because I don't I think that's a fraud or hoax, bro. Cause there's there's no really? way, like, you know, that's that's the thing, bro. Like the job. From what we know is, you know, a lot of hadith. I don't know how authentic they are, but he's already here. It's not like the Jal is going to come into existence. He's already here. Other ones, you know, I've heard that he's going to come, so I don't know. But if a man is doing that, bro, it's kind of like a lot of people have come claiming they're the false messiah, like the Imam Mahdi. A lot of people have claimed to be, you know, the second coming and all this nonsense, bro. People are going to try uh, to claim these things anyway.
1: Isn't that like hella of haram? To like, yes. Oh, yeah, 100 Oh,
3: yeah, very, yeah, 100%. And you know what, subhanAllah, uh, praying that brother Akeem can sleep tonight. Inshallah, <laughs> In well? Allah, bro. I can't lie. I'm stressing. <laughs> uh, the thing about the thing about the is, if you think about it, there's and everything I'm about to say is, is a bit skeptical. So no one take it as fact. The only thing that is certain is uh, that I know of is the Prophet He said that most of the followers of Dajjal uh will be women. That's that's all I can say, like somewhat firmly. Everything else is a bit speculative. So I think there is narration talking about he's going to come from the east, and some scholars say this means Palestine right so yeah. and if you think about palestine what is it now there's you know israel and, yeah, Uruguay, what and you know the craziest part is they don't believe in an antichrist they think that messiah is coming for them to save them so when a man comes claiming to be messiah doing these miracles and all this stuff they're gonna believe him bro and, and that's, that's gonna main following
0: mm-hmm. and that's the thing bro it's like the there's a hadith i believe it's authentic too but it says most of the followers of the gel are going to be women and jews right and this this, 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 i know a lot of women are going to come up sideways and oh t3m is you know sexist t3m doesn't like women listen it's not the fact that women are inferior or anything like that but it's the fact that women like provisioning and security more than us they need that bro biologically speaking they need that so when the Dajjal comes and the jail promises all these securities in a world in in chaos bro at the time in destruction and makes all these miracles happen makes all these fake things come into existence fulfills all these fantasies for you women are gonna you know fall victim to that bro that's why the prophet said when the dajjal comes to the men literally chain down your women at home it doesn't mean any any type of you know anything like that but it just means you'll protect them bro because they're going to fall mm-hmm. for that fita. and the jews just like rami saying the jews are going to take that as the messiah right because they don't know about antichrist like christians and muslims yeah. they just think you know we're going to have a messiah that comes and we're going to follow him bro
3: yeah 100 and you know what bro at the end of the day that, that thing about the women and the jews is just a statistic like if i say most people in prison right now are men you're gonna call me sexist. I'm just reporting the facts. It's not my fault. Mm-hmm. I didn't make it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the people who, perhaps, the people who made society made it in a way where men are more likely to go to prison than women, uh, not on account of men being different, but maybe mm-hmm. on account of the judicial system just being wrong. That's not my fault. Mm-hmm. You know, it's reporting a statistic. Uh, so
0: no. One it, can say it,
1: anything it, Yeah. It yeah, also yeah, could um, be like because you know, like a side of their judgment, there's gonna be like what two times as much women as men. Am I wrong in that saying that? Like,
0: I believe it, it'll get to a point where there's gonna be fifty times as much women as men. Um, fifty.
1: Yeah. Yes. So that could be why, you know, most of the, the, the jazz followers are mostly women. Could
0: exactly. be. Yeah. And and there's also another hadith saying that one day the sun's gonna rise from the west. But we can talk about this all day and night, subhanAllah. But bro. that's the thing. It's gonna come a point where the sun is literally gonna rise from the west and then people are gonna be like, All right, I'll submit now. But it's like, bro, Yo. it might be too late at that time. Like, you know, know in
1: China. You know, in China,
0: oh, bro, don't, don't don't even say, bro. I know where you're going with. Yeah, this. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pitch black midnight. They made the su- They made a pro- prosthetic sun. A prosthetic sun. N-
0: not not only that, I believe it, there was something some scientific study that was done. They said that the China's second sun it was nine thousand times hotter than the real sun.
3: Yeah, that's crazy. The only thing is, not China like far to the east, especially compared to like Saudi Arabia? No, no, yeah, the
0: fact that they made the sun, bro. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like people are
3: looking at like, all right, let's
0: Google the Prophet of the sun's prophecies of the end of times, and then let's just like make them into existence one-on-one, bro. What is this?
3: Yeah, that's crazy. I also heard like a more uh, theoretical thing where they were saying that at the, the way the, the earth is turning now, eventually it's going to slow down to the point where it stops, and then it's going to start going the other way so now yeah think about it like this yeah i mean that's theoretical you can't say for sure but that's what some people are saying so imagine like this this is the sun right here right if i turn this way it rises from the right side right yeah yeah. turn around it's gonna rise from the left side so it's kind of like that that once the earth spins the other way it starts rising from the west instead that's another thing uh but bro all we know is that when it comes it's gonna the the doors of like they're closed it's too late once you see that sign it's like halas bro Alhamdulillah up, alhamdulillah for Islam. Turn everything around at that point. Yeah, it's
1: alhamdulillah for Islam, man.
0: Mm-hmm, alhamdulillah. mm-hmm. So, so many awesome. Christian beliefs are mixed up. It was hard for me to change my views on, on itch, but I have. Uh, sure. Khadija, Sister Khadija, do you mind elaborating on that so we know what you mean? And West writes, there's already been a study that there are more women being born than men nowadays. Subhanallah, bro. Omar mm-hmm. writes, the is locked up on an island in earth mentioned in Hadith. What about Gog and Magog? Yeah, bro. Yeah, Juj and Matt. Juj, Do you know about that or no?
1: Yeah, me or Rakim. Rakim. Yeah, yeah. I know. I can't lie. This might be bad to say, but I hope I'm dead because that is so scary. Yeah. yeah. They're, about, they're coming. They 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 they're chipping away at the wall, and then.
0: Yeah, say, yeah. That's the like, thing. It's like it's like, like, like every single day they try to like break free, from from the place that Zulkarnain locked them in, and every mm. time they just get close, it's just not today. It's just gonna be another day. But one day. I forget what it is. I think there's an angel keeping an eye on them. But I feel like one day the angel is going to say, you know, it's just not, the angels aren't going to stop them and they're just going to keep going. And it's literally narrated specifically what's going to happen, how much crops they're going to eat, how much people they're going to you know hunt down. And it says everything clearly. And, And subhanAllah, you'll have people say, yo, Gog and Magog are metaphor. What do you mean metaphor, bro? You really think it's like, you know, subhanAllah, someone said the jail is a metaphor for like the trials and tribulations that we're going to go through. No, bro, the jail is specific. It's literal. There's no metaphor for this. Gog and Magog aren't capitalism and communism, bro, like people think. It's not. Bro. These, things are, these things are literal. They're not figurative whatsoever, bro.
3: Yeah, I think a lot of the Ahmadis, they project a view like that because they believe that, that uh, Mirza Ghulam Ahmad guy, they claim he was the Messiah. Uh, but we know the Messiah is mm-hmm. going to kill the Antichrist, so they try and claim that well, he has to be the Messiah, therefore Antichrist is metaphorical, and he ruined it with his preaching and blah blah, blah that stuff. But it is That's very great. very clear what the Prophet said and what he meant. And that attack on
1: literally, literally. Nah, but you know, you know about like what's the angel Israfil? Is it has had his lips on the horn? Is yeah, Israfil. But think about what israel sounds like it sounds like israel but anyway angel so i remember when I, my friend taz told me about that to see him he's helped me a lot throughout my whole reversion process. but um i remember the day i found out about that it was Juma. i was on the bus back and i heard this truck it was like i thought it was the horn subhanallah bro i thought this was it man it was so scary i've never felt that fear in my life
3: subhanallah hmm. Allah, it's
1: a good thing,
2: though.
1: Good thing for sure. Mm. You know, talking about the prosthetic sun, you know how it's gonna be hella, hella, hella hot. Mm. You know how it's like on the day of judgment, the sun's gonna be burning hot, and you're gonna be covered by the shade of Allah. Mm. Believers will be. That's crazy, man.
3: And I think only some believers as well. Not not every believer. I, I think I mean Allah grant us that shade Allah ameen.
0: Ameen, bro. Rakim bro, do you got any other questions on your mind? What's up?
1: I just want to learn more about Islam like anything like so man
0: actually, Allah, a bit bro, weird. we we do this thing, and I know we're we're officially we're you know you're you're open, you're invited to come on the podcast anytime, bro, but yeah. you know usually at the end of the stream what we do when we have you know twenty, twenty, twenty five minutes, you know at the end of the stream left we like to open up the, the stream to like anyone, you know, and they can come yeah, yeah, and yeah. ask questions and mm-hmm. they will, you know, ask you any questions because I'm sure there's a lot of followers, bro, that you have that are, you know, they're tuning in right now. It's hella late. They probably <laughs> asking ask questions, bro. So Rami, why don't you take over while I make it to uh anyone Wait. allowed to chat?
1: Wait, can I ask one, just one question quickly? Yeah, go for it. You see, you know, like the DMT thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it true that in the Quran, it says, cause I, because I feel like, when you die, you experience like not a DMT trip thing, but it's something similar to like a DMT trip. And I I remember reading on Reddit, so it's not very trusted.
2: something
1: <laughs> on Reddit, like there's like a thing in the Quran that says you're not allowed to experience these psychedelic effects because when you die, that's when you're gonna experience them. Because with the ego, death and everything.
3: Um, that's my first time hearing it. I can't think of any verse off the top of my head that says something like that. If I do mm-hmm. you know about that?
0: What I'll say is this, bro. There's no doubt in my mind that these drugs, DMT, shrooms, LSD, they literally open you up to another level that you're not supposed to be in consciously.
1: 100%. Right?
0: They, they open you up and, and they basically allow you to to cross that barrier. There's things like astral projecting, bro, where you can enter the the realm or, or dimension that jinn are in. You're not supposed to do that normally. Allah has put this hijab on us for a reason, right? My point is these things you are able to do it but it's clear in islam we have to stay up from intoxicants and my mind-altering substances so there's no doubt that these things are haram there's no way that you know we are supposed to do dmt or anything like that
1: that's crazy you say that because i don't know if i'm allowed to talk about this but obviously you know can i talk about like my previous cancer life? i've I done some of this
3: Oh, uh, really generally yeah. it's best to conceal your sins
0: yeah yeah bro we'll send you we'll send you a video um that should make that answer clear bro and, and it speaks volumes way more into that than we ever will um but inshallah it'll make sense after you see that video and it will really keep a check bro on what you say and don't say because that video helped me tremendously bro it was sent to me by our brother Anha, inshallah we're yeah. just going to quickly get through some of these questions inshallah and then we can proceed so, wa'alaikum wa rahmatullah. the Wali writes, you mentioned the jinn on his island. There was Ibn Sayyid in the time of the Prophet, a young Jewish boy whom the companions believe was the jinn, but is understood to be a jinn. Yeah, I remember that, bro. That was crazy. Um, all right, unseen is unseen for a reason. Facts
3: like for a reason, exactly. Yeah, she said about said how Mori will be accountable in the hereafter. It's very scary, man. May Allah guide us. All. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Allah Walaikums- oh, he said while I can send it to Lamalikum. Salamalikum bro. <coughs> um. Punch him. Oh. <laughs> what, what's up?
0: <laughs> what what do you say? Punch him? Yeah, he said punch him, bro. Uh, I'm, it, reading, it. I'm gonna read
1: Surah Fuk, bro. Wallah. Wallahi. 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 Do you want me do you want me to tell you about what happens when I revert you?
3: Yeah, go for it. Bro. Go for it, bro.
1: So, so talking about my friend Taz again, obviously he's been like a big helper. On the day of my reversion, he brought me to the mosque. I prayed before I even reverted in the mosque, because obviously went for, we went for Azad prayer.
0: Was it Azad? Yeah, it was Azad prayer. And then
1: obviously he spoke to the man He was like, Yo, my brother's trying like my brother's trying to take his shahada. I took the shahada. I'm talking about ten brothers surrounding me. Ten brothers surrounding me in a circle. I'm taking it and it just feels like the maddest hug, like I'm, the feeling of me taking the Shahada all oh my days, wallahi, if I could put it in a bottle and drink it, I'd live off it, if I could put that feeling in a bottle and drink it, I would, I would inject it in myself, it was like, okay, I shouldn't say that, but it was the craziest, craziest feeling, and then me and Taz, so I, like, I felt, like, lifted onto another level, do you know what I mean, and then me and Taz were like, cool, I took my Shahada, we exchanged, I exchanged my number with all these brothers. I walk out of the mosque. I'm talking about it was like it was winter. So like it's gloomy as hell. There's like the cloud, yeah. The cloud is like a slip, a slit of sunlight beaming onto the masjid. The whole world is gloomy. The whole world is gloomy, wet, everything. The one slit of sunlight is coming through the cloud onto the masjid. And it was it was oh, it was the most beautiful thing, man. MashaAllah,
3: mashaAllah, i beautiful. Really bro, beautiful.
0: I'm just, I'm just about to open it up to subscribers only. So now, instead of members, anyone can ask questions. So if anyone does have any questions, go for it. Ask the brother any questions, inshallah. And uh, we'll try to blast through it, inshallah. Inshallah. All right. I mean, may Allah, may Allah accept it from Rakim. Don't know what that means. Yeah. What steps did you take in order to learn how to pray, Brother Rakim?
1: So YouTube, literally, there's so m- like there's so many videos that I just watched. It take I can't lie to you, it takes uh, it takes time. It took me about a week to learn how to properly, properly pray mm. and memorize things. But even if you're starting off like my friend um back in my accommodation, he reverted the one i was talking about earlier and what he does is he plays like there's this thing you can tell it's like prayers like prayer guide and some guy will say like you can read it then he'll say allah Akbar, like, like he'll say like the steps and what he meant to say and mm. then he'll just pray in time with it because obviously yeah. he's starting off he doesn't like he doesn't know any of the you know surahs or nothing
0: so yeah your rake salam are you from london <laughs> no let's not bro
1: are you from london are you me
0: yeah you bro
1: oh i thought he's talking to a subscriber yeah
0: nah bro that's you bro i'm
1: talking yeah i'm from south london
0: south london okay (laughs) you
1: should come you should come one time
0: inshallah bro we'll hit you up inshallah
1: hit me hit me up i'll take you i'll take you on
0: let's do it bro let's do it all right what made you Weaver? in a nutshell how could you answer because there's a lot of questions for you
1: uh islam is the truth
0: alhamdulillah alhamdulillah what is the number one thing you will ask for in Jannah inshallah To see my family
1: there what about, what about you bro? man to see my family
0: there yeah literally I just want to see my loved ones make it bro Rami what about you
3: man honestly I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking obviously I want to see my loved ones and everyone there um, may Allah grant us all Jannah I mean mm. other than that like I just honestly bro I literally just want to make it there that's it I'll be happy
0: mm. um, alhamdulillah brother ismail writes how do you strengthen your iman and faith all prophecies will happen
3: bro what do you mean they, they have happened <laughs> what are you talking about man? <laughs> they're done they're basically done there's one or one maybe two left or, or in the process of happening other than that bro literally like most of this,
0: um, um, there's a there's majority of scholars unanimously agree that majority of the minor signs have happened if i'm correct
3: yeah i think most of them i think there's only two opinions one is that they've all passed all of them and the other opinion is that they've all passed and two are still happening, which is the Euphrates River and uh, gold appearing there.
0: And so click know some of the Quran, Brother Rakim.
1: Yeah, I know um, Surah Fatiha. Surah, class. Bro, you got to you gotta
0: recite Surah Fatiha. Let's go.
1: Right, no, 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 I'm embarrassed. I, listen, I'm embarrassed. listen, listen, no, I man, hate to put, listen,
0: listen I hate I hate to put you on the spot, bro, but you gotta do it, bro. You gotta do it. Uh, yo guys, if you wanna hear him uh, recite Surah Fatia, spam the comments right now. Right? No, I can't I actually
1: can't, I actually can't. Oh, you,
0: actually you're, you're probably in, you're with people, right? Say that again. Are you with people or what?
1: No, 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 no. Oh, should I just do it? Oh, okay, cool. Just
0: wait, do wait, it, bro, just do it. Go, go for it, for have you know. go
1: My my Tajweed is very, very bad. Like, I just—it's it's all so good bland. It's all good, bro. It's, it's so bland. bland. Like, uh, um, this one, this one. This one, this one. Alhamdu- okay, hold on. No, uh, Ar aldin. Bro, bro. What yeah, are you it's, talking it's, about? You here, many here many
2: That's errors.
3: That's perfect, bro. Yeah, honestly, I didn't hear <laughs> anything wrong with it, to be honest. That was really good. Y'all
0: better smash the like button for that if you made it this far. Comment down below hashtag Fatih, so we know who made it this far. Next question What were your views on Islam before reverting? May Allah keep you steadfast. Ameen. I mean,
1: you, you know, due to like me being surrounded by Muslims, it was always good. You know, obviously, my parents, because my parents are surrounded by Islam equals terrorist islam equals 9-11 you know what i mean so obviously i'm blessed to be surrounded by people like you know muslims muslim brothers muslim sisters always talking to me about it and stuff
0: mm-hmm. so it's always
1: it's, it's been good it's been good
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the hundred lover rights, brothers i quit my job because of vr i did it because when i tried oh it, it felt so evil i got sick so i left
1: wait have you guys oh. tried vr I've I've tried it in Oculus. Yeah, like I, try,
3: game I
0: tried. Now. I tried. I tried like VR
3: Bro, it's crazy. It is. Aside from the headset, like killing my head, like bro, I get <laughs> out. Literally, I get out and I'm like, I'm moving my hands and I'm like, bro, is this real life? Like, it is the most trippy thing. And in the VR, bro, it's kind of like online. People are anonymous. You don't know their name, their face, anything about them. They can say whatever. They can do whatever. And it's just
1: literally, it's weird, man. Mm-hmm. You know when mm-hmm. when I took it off, I was like, oh yeah, this is reality. Like, bro, I was, I, I was crazy. Mm. Yeah,
3: I know that mm. feeling, bro. Yeah, I pick up my phone and I'm like, what the hell is happening?
0: It's, <laughs> it's, not so it's Yo, stay away from the metaverse, kids. Brother Rakim, what is your favorite chef?
2: <laughs>
0: or you can even give one of.
2: I don't
1: even know their names.
0: SubhanAllah, bro. Anyone that, yeah. What about any Muslim YouTuber that you recommend, bro? You got to say it's the three oh, Muslims, bro. I'm not going <laughs> to
1: lie to you. Definitely not the free Muslims. Now The Muslims. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? Like my number one dream is, like number mm. one. Like I just want to meet this person, Mufti, man, because like, I know people that meet him, and apparently he's just the calmest guy. Like he's just like he just treats you like a friend. Like I want to meet this guy so bad.
0: Inshallah, bro. Maybe I'll we'll meet him, bro. If yeah. not in this life, then the next. Sister Salah writes Rakim, continue having good conduct with your parents and other sometimes actions speak louder than words, inshallah. They'll see how sincere you are and will also open their hearts to Islam. That's the thing, bro. You don't realize it, bro, or maybe you do, but a lot of people don't. That we are walking, talking ambassadors of Islam. Everywhere we go, you know, we decide what people in our circle will perceive Islam as. So why not leave them with something good? Leave them better than Mm. you, you guys met. I know so many people, bro, that were in your shoes, and when they reverted, it's like the one thing when they're, you know, let's say their relationship with their mom was not tight, it was not good, but they were like, "Mom, I love you too. I love Islam too much to like burden my relationship with you. So I'm gonna, you know, unite my relationship. I'm gonna join bridges with you," and that mm. made their mother accept Islam, bro. Just wow, the fact God, that it's yeah, like it. that. There's no ego in that anymore, you know. It's, it's like something view greater. View.
1: Oh, I remembered my favorite Sheikh is Um Omer Hisman. Is that you pronounce it, Omer Hisman? Who? Omar.
0: Well, he has like Omar Soleiman. Omar Soleiman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: I think so. He, he has this recitation of um, Surah Maryam. Oh, masha I listen to almost every day. So yeah, the
3: recitation so of cool. there, bro. Oh, you are talking about Omar Omar Al hisham the karigar. Yeah, 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 yeah One with okay. a really nice like monotone recitation. Yeah.
1: The, yeah, like, yeah, probably,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, masha brother, you said you want to become a hafiz. How has reading and memorizing been for you thus far?
1: I'm not gonna lie to you; it's more about the time and a start for a lot. Obviously, I
0: should be focusing on it because, but because of
1: uni, it's been like I'm not even gonna say quite hard. It's been very hard because of the uni work and everything. But with memorizing it, it's not even like I thought it was gonna be really hard to memorize it. Like I could like if you try, if you really try, you can probably bang out. A decently sized surah in like a day. Probably. Okay, right. A day or two. But yeah, it's not it's Mm. not been too hard, not being too
0: hard. Alhamdulillah, bro. Alhamdulillah. Sister Salah writes, "Lol." I'm from East London. Alhamdulillah. (laughs) All right. Uh, another question, Rakim, my son Abdul Hakim, but he addresses himself as Rakim and he looks Chinese, because my mom in law is Chinese. I don't know if you were spitting some bars right there or what (laughs) what not. Subhanallah. Um and my brother's memorizing the Quran has become very easy. Mobile applications. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Very underrated. Yeah, yeah. All right. Rakim, bro. We got a question from Brother Sayed. Got any plans to go to Amra or Hajj?
1: Bro, um one of my brothers, Rafi, he's gonna go Hajj with a lot of people. This guy out of nowhere, out of nowhere hits me. Bro, are you free March 6th to March 16th? Um, I'm like cool cool I don't know I don't, I'm not sure why tell me tell me he's like I'm gonna buy a ticket for you to come hajj with me for free that's what he said alhamdulillah I done something so stupid I told all of my friends every single one that I told people I didn't even know my friends friends were there I was like bro I'm gonna go to hajj I was so gassed then something comes up something uni comes up and I can't go that nazar, bro Nazar, bro it's crazy but inshallah, in the future, me and my wife, inshallah, me and my kids, I can bring them to Hajj. You know? Inshallah. I'm scared about shaving my head, though. I can't lie. But we
0: got got do. I mean, honestly, bro, Allah's God, Allah's timing is the best, bro. Mm. Uh, Brother Walid right, spamming the comments. That's the thing, man. We have so many comments right now. We got all the brothers saying Fatiha, all the sisters saying Fatiha, <laughs> Inshallah. All right, next, who is your favorite? Qari. Uh,
3: yeah, like reciter Qari. He.
0: Okay, alhamdulillah, MashaAllah. Very good, very good. They're talking about the recitation. Alhamdulillah. Awesome. All right, awesome. mashallah, mashallah. Wait, can you there guys recite? Like, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to
1: hear you look, you look beautiful, bro, rougher, man.
0: bro. We've done it in the past, man. Ain't <laughs> no bro, Listen, this is your show, bro. This is your show next time, Inshallah. inshallah. Okay, okay. He said it clearly better than some Arabs. That's the thing, bro. You We got to give ourselves a little bit of credit, you know? MashaAllah, you were on point with that. Better than most people. All right. Do Islamic quizzes, guys. It'll be fun. Also benefit us, inshallah. Inshallah, good idea for the future.
1: A, you know, should do that. That'll be head of Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. See how much we know. All right. So what is Rakim's ethnic background? Do I want to know this, bro?
1: I'm not going to lie. This is like... I'm happy we're talking about anything you want, but except this. Okay, he, Yeah, he pleases the <laughs> fifth one. Sorry, bro. Sorry, Fair,
0: bro. bro. No worries.
1: You know i I'll, I'll message you. I'll message you.
0: I got you. I'll keep it Fire between me. us, bro. Yeah, thank
2: you. All
0: right. Sister Khadija writes, do any of you sing the Azan or recite the Azan? I miss it on the street so much. Yo, wallahi, bro. Wallahi.
1: One time I was in Malaysia. This was before I was um, Muslim, and I heard the Azan. I did not even I don't even know about the Adan. I heard. That, I sat down. And I was like, "This is beautiful. Hmm. This is beautiful, man." I saw the neighbors. I was in Malaysia. I saw my uncle's neighbors leave their house, folded up. It was beautiful, man.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Brother funny. Anthony writes: Is there any major question you still have about Islam? Ooh, I want to know this, bro.
1: Off the top of my head, right now, no. Okay. But I I do have a lot of questions about Islam. My mind's just blank right now.
0: Okay. No, what no, was your most no. defining moment as a Muslim?
1: As in at the moment I'm most proud of? Or...
0: Yeah, 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 like something like just like your Iman booster or the light bulb moment or just when everything clicked or something.
1: When I was giving my colleague Dawah, and the next day he asked me how I can take my Shahada. <sighs> that yeah, for shalom. me, I was like, that, that's when it's that's when it kicked in for me because i was like because in my like if you look into islam this much this much you will see the truth in it it's just that's you gotta thing. put that ignorance you gotta put that ego aside you gotta be like listen let me look at this with an open mind
0: mm-hmm. if, you come like into it, next if you come into it with like your glass half full it's not gonna work bro you need to empty that cup Go in right away, just like Brother Rakim is saying. And it's a rabbit hole, bro. If you don't want to go this much like he's saying, and you're still arrogant, keep going. Everything is going to make sense to you, inshallah. All right, bro. What sports do you play?
1: I used to skate a lot. Um, Play football here and there in uni. Um, I love tennis. I love badminton. I can't lie. I'm rubbish at it, but I love badminton. Mm.
0: Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Do you support a football team? Yeah, I do. I support
1: Tottenham. Because of Hyung Son. You Do you not watch football in Toronto? You don't? Uh, the Yaspo taught The best team
0: mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. Your Rakim, check out Norman Khan and stuff about the Quran. Cool, cool. Oh, to wait, to Definitely your Norman a G. Cool. All right, all right. I'm a Muslim woman and we need good Muslim husbands, fathers and brothers. Everyone always got something to say about everyone, bro. Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. All right, next. Easy to memorize. I mean, bro. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, I love your podcast for real. Watched y'all episode on music today before sleeping, one hour before watching this. Thanks, really. Alhamdulillah. All good is from Allah. May like accept it from us.
1: I mean. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, throughout Ramadan, I'm just going to be banging out your podcast.
0: Replacing it <laughs> with <every laughs>
3: music. Inshallah, inshallah. inshallah. You know, a great tip that I have when it comes to music is actually um, something, I think it was, I forget what scholar said. It, it might have been, um I forget his name. But one scholar said that the love of music and the love of Quran cannot exist in the same heart. So if you increase in your Omar Hashem recitations of the Quran, if you truly mm, love the way it sounds, no. I promise you, instead of music banging in your head, it's going to be a Quran all, all the time. Just no, play up. in your head and the It's
1: mm-hmm. better for me as well because when I listen to the Quran, I'm feeling that peace. When I'm listening to the music, I feel angsty. Do you know what I mean? Well, angsty is not the right word, but I feel like agitated kind of. But when I'm listening mm-hmm. to the Quran, I feel like, cool, cool. This is where, this is what I should be doing. This yeah. is what I should do. Yeah.
2: 100
0: mm-hmm. I think that's it for the Q&A, bro and we are approaching on time alhamdulillah next time inshallah anhu can make it too it was a pleasure speaking with you bro inshallah. do you know a brother by the name of yahya busir nah nah okay Yahia is all, all over tiktok bro he's blowing up his, his re- mm-hmm. recitation of al he's a close friend of ours bro so if you want you can you know you can find him on tiktok inshallah we've had an episode Wait. with him
3: you have to know I think You to see- go
0: search him up search him up right now bro google yahya busir and i know you know him bro yeah, yeah, bro. I'm going to screen record this and send this to you, bro. But let's see, bro. Well, how would you spell it? Y-A-H-Y-A. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Abdul... No, no, no. And then B-U-I-S-I-R.
1: I can't lie to you. Since, you know, my TikTok has been elevated, I haven't really been on TikTok that much.
0: Okay, subhanallah bro, I recommend you, Rakim, and anyone watching this right now, check out our episode we made with brother Yahya, it was like last year bro, sometime, and we just talked about Quran bro, and it was such a good amount booster for me and Rami ourselves, yeah, I so I can only be. imagine what it is for the viewers, inshallah.
3: Yeah, inshallah, yeah, that, that episode did go hard, mashallah it was really tough, alhamdulillah. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: binge watch these videos, I can't,
0: lie. Let's do it bro, let's do it. He's Allah. a well-made,
1: mashallah. Man. Yeah,
3: mashaAllah. Yeah, he's a good brother, mashallah.
0: I mean, inshallah. Yesur, what's up? What's up, bro? Me? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh no, no, I wasn't gonna
1: say
0: anything. <laughs> oh, I thought you said guys. Yeah, I heard that too. Call <laughs> me. May Allah bless you and guide you, Rakim. Amin. I Ya Rabbi. I appreciate that. that man. Rakim bro, before we end up this stream, any last questions, anything you want to tell the viewers, any word of advice, anything?
1: I just wanna say like, bro, even this conversation we're having now, this back and forth, like a man booster. I I I actually needed this. I needed this conversation. Wallahi, I needed this conversation. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much for (laughs) the tweet.
0: Habib with pleasures ours, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, man, alhamdulillah. And I just wanted to say that. These conversations that we're having, bro, I genuinely hope that people that made it this far understand that the community aspect, having people that are like-minded, such an Iman booster, bro. If you're by yourself, you don't have Muslim friends and family and you're living this double life, it might be hard, I get it. But surround yourself with more Muslims and if your brother, if your sister, you know, find like mended, like minded people, people on, that are on the huck, You know, you don't have to cut off everyone from your old life. That's not what we're saying. But just find mm. some more people that you relate to in terms of ideology, in terms of Aqeedah, in terms of Deen, and just yeah. watch how your Iman just goes tenfold, inshallah.
1: Man, talking to you lot is crazy, man. It's a blessing to be here right now. Habibi. Also, I just want to say to the people if I've been like sluggish, I apologize. like It's like 1.30 in the morning. So sorry. Yeah, if I'm just SubhanAllah.
0: Like, you know. We got 247 viewers right now. We got to have minimum 247 likes, inshallah. Smash the like button if you made it this far. Inshallah. And comment down below, hashtag bring back Rakeem for part two, inshallah. Inshallah. Yo,
1: everyone, like, can I just take you on? After this, I'll take your numbers down or message me your numbers. Yeah, yeah. Inshallah, yeah, I want to yeah. talk to you a lot more, man. Wanna, yeah, yeah. That's I cool. want to we'll make a group chat, more, bro, with
0: me, you, Rami inshallah.
1: and all of us. Inshallah, yeah. yeah. Inshallah, man. inshallah. All right,
3: bro.
1: Thank you
2: so much for this opportunity,
1: man. Love
3: you, Of course, I mean, yeah, you, Ramy, and you as well. To all the viewers at home, may Allah bless you guys immensely. This has been the realest podcast in the dunya of three Muslims. And with that being said, Allahumma atina na fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kina adhabanar. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
1: Wa alayhi wa Take care, my man. Allah bless you.